Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Here's what I'll say to start the show. I'm going to put the uh, Connor Hellebuck, Devin Levi conversation officially to rest because uh, we're playing that one to death, apparently. Yeah. A lot of people are Man. feathers ruffled, eh? I, 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 find it, I find it amazing that there's so many, like, I mean, angry, angry. people. When you talk about, when you talk about, a po- listen, we are hypothetically giving you something and we're hypothetically saying that would you trade Devin Levi for a Connor Hellbuck? And people hey, I'm not hypothetically saying them. anything. I'm telling you what I would do to build the team my way. That's my, I can do that if I want. <laughs> That's, but you want to throw out hypothetical trades, go for it. I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now that I would trade Devin Levi for, for Connor Hallibuck. I would. Sorry. Or, in, a heart, in a heartbeat. Just, sorry. It's over. Why, why are people why are people valuing They're Devin Levi Venom. as literally some elite goaltender in the NHL? Like people are looking at this young guy. He hasn't gone through any adversity. He hasn't dealt with any injuries. He hasn't dealt with anything. He's just played really well at some junior levels, and 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 he was he was an incredible player. In I um, have an autographed Marty Berdur stick, literally sitting five feet away from me. Okay, and I feel like if I had a Devin Levi stick, I don't know which one would be more valuable right now. <laughs> I'm telling you, in Saberland, I, it's crazy. Oh, oh my God. I could walk around with an autograph for Dur stick without question. One of the top three goalies of all time, all time, top yeah. three, however you yeah. want to spin it. And then if I walked around with a Levi stick, I bet you people would grab the Levi stick and run with it, which by the way, Devin Levi, if you're listening, good for you, you've created quite a buzz and you're a hell of a goalie. But Connor Hallibuck is power of the media, right? established himself as a star goalie in this league right now power of the media and i'm not i'm not saying that devin levi is not going to become 
or can become a great goaltender in the NHL. But we're what we're talking about right now is we're talking about a position on the Sabres team currently right now that if you had a bona fide true stud and Connor Halbach has stud written all over him, he's a top, top goaltender in the league, not only now, not only the last number of years, but he's going to be a stud in this league for many years, another five plus years. Okay. He is going to be in a top, top position. Devin Levi, we still do not know what we're getting in Devin Levi. I hate to say it, people, but everybody's ordering the rings already with this kid, and you just need to take a deep breath, and there's going to be some ups and downs and all-arounds with a young, youthful goaltender um, in this league. That's just the way it is. He's going to get shelled at some point. Didn't yes, he, he already will. get shelled? He got shelled against... They ended up winning the game, but he got shelled. He, I think it was against Detroit. Holy shit, he lost against friggin' Norway in the World Championships. I don't know if we want to talk about that, but he lost to Norway in a shootout, by the way. Um, so, you know, listen, I mean, when we sit here and talk about trying to get better as a hockey team, when you have the opportunity to get Connor Hellbuck, then I'm going to tell you right now, you do everything in your in your bloody power. We're just throwing things out there. We're throwing things out there. Someone, uh, someone online, I can't remember uh, the name. I think, uh, you know, Twitter name, Aaron or something like that said, uh, would you do this? Connor Hellbuck for a Quinn and a second round draft pick. I saw that. And my answer yep. was no. My answer is no. My answer is no. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be making that move for Connor. I'm not Hellbuck. trading Jack Quinn. Do you have something Man, else in mind? Here, here's, here's the thing. People might be sitting there saying, well, why would you trade? Why would you trade Devin Levi? Then? Well, Devin Levi is a goaltender. Devin Levi, if you trade him for Connor Hellbuck, Connor Hellbuck's your true number one that's going to play 60, 65 games for the Buffalo Sabres. 65. The other 20 two or whatever, 17, the other 17 games, they're going to Ukepekalukanen. Okay. That's just the way it is. Now you've got an unbelievable goaltending tandem for the next number of years here in Buffalo. We don't need Devin Levi. If you have Connor Hellbuck, that's all I'm trying to say, people. Okay. I'm trying to make the team better. And that would significantly make our, our team better. I read I read some uh, something from somebody online that they're saying, why do we need to trade for Connor Halbuck? We've got Devin Levi and Levi and Ukapekalukanen, and they can do what Connor Halbuck does. <laughs> well, let me let me have some of that weed that you're smoking, bud, because that ain't that ain't true at all. Okay. Um, that being said, we'll see what plays out. We'll uh, see what plays out. Just fun just, stuff. You know what it is? It's it's um, it's just it's just continued like rollover from the soundbite that we posted last week about you know the Hellebuck thing, and and people just might hear it randomly five days later, and they'll fire a response because goaltending is a sensitive subject. I mean, everybody here seems to think that they've uh, you know, they've found the answer. Now, yesterday in the show, I I, I said. Matt Savoy is in Rochester, <laughs> and I said he's here to obs observe and absorb. <laughs> right, right, Diva. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. And how did that go over with our uh, with our people that uh, love to love to listen? So Lou Brown, and and listen, ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, Lou Brown is one of the greatest. <laughs> this this I don't I don't know who Lou Brown is. I've never met Lou Brown. I would love to meet Lou Brown. Lou Brown is obviously an alias, and Lou Brown was the manager of the Cleveland Indians in the movie Major League. <laughs> so he responds and he says, Observe and absorb would be a good name for a strip joint. <laughs> Oh man. Uh, anyway, so uh 
it might have contradicted my point, maybe not yours so much, maybe mine, but I don't really remember how the conversation went because at the time we didn't have any information about what Matt Savoy's role would be in Rochester, but shortly after we posted the show, Seth Appert listened to the show and he decided to address some of our questions. And he he said in the media that Savoy is there to play, right? I mean, you I'm paraphrasing, but it, it sounds like he's going to let him get acclimated and see how he looks and then maybe throw him in a game or two or more. Yeah, listen, I mean Is that what it sounds like to you? Yeah. And 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 I think that's fair. I think uh like I said yesterday, um, you talked about kind of like he's there to to watch and observe and take it all in. Um, we never once said that he will not play. What I had said. And never once said that he shouldn't play. And, and shouldn't play. What I had said was Seth Affert, Mike Pekka um, are going to watch. Matt Savoy, they're going to watch him, you know, uh, skate with the team, get acclimated, feel comfortable around them. They're they're in the conference finals, okay? They're they're playing the big boy hockey right now, and if they feel that Matt Savoy can be inserted into this lineup, and this this young man will help this team win games, he's going in. He's going in. But what I did say was this. I did say that Kevin Adams, the GM of the Buffalo Sabres, that's going to be down there watching every single one of these games. Kevin Adams isn't walking into the locker room or the office of Seth Appert and basically saying, listen, you're going to play Matt Savoy. You're going to play him. No, I don't believe that that's the case. I believe that Seth Appert is going to make the decision. And if they call up Matt Savoy from the Western Hockey League, Okay, once a season is finished, I believe that if they feel that he can make this team better, then he is going to play. Can I say something about Seth Appert, Mike Pekka, and Mike Weber? Yep. Uh, much like being a player, you know, like some of these players in Rochester, I mean, like uh, not the obvious ones, but some of the other guys that are in the lineup are probably feeling a little uneasy that Savoy is there. Right. So they'll probably play a little harder. You know what I mean? Or not, not that they won't play hard anyway, but it'll make them a little bit uneasy because they all want to keep their spot in the lineup. But knowing you've got a young stud like that just waiting in the weeds, you know, might help elevate everyone's game up front. Yep. Right. Yep. So let me ask you this if that's human nature for the players, do you have any reason to feel like Don Granado and the other coaching staff in Buffalo might be feeling a little pressure uh going into next season to be have a little more success because of the success that Seth Appert and Mike Pekka and Mike Weber are having with a team like they have in Rochester um that's a pretty damn good coaching staff yeah uh, that's an NHL coaching staff in the minors uh true and 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 when you think about it it's actually very impressive what they've done um, and I, and I will say this, like, you know, a lot of these teams after a season is finished, you send down your young players. Okay. So you have the ability in Buffalo to send down JJ Paterka. Okay. Who played one year in the NHL. You have the ability to send down a Peyton Krebs. You have the ability to send down Jack Quinn. You have the ability to send send down Owen Power. These are players that you want to make sure that they have the ability to continue to improve and 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 learn how to play in the playoffs, right? Um, they could have done that. But Jack Quinn, Peyton Krebs, they both went to the world championships, what I think is which I which I think is great. Um, and Owen Power um, decided to, to kind of take, uh, he had a, a long full year um, and he decided to kind of shut her down and, and, and kind of uh, heal, heal the brain, heal the brain more than anything. So what I'm trying to say is, you know, the Rochester coaching staff did not get that influx of NHL talent to the roster. They're basically, they have their own roster. 
They have a, a minor league roster with some really young players that are playing very well. They have some that older they guys. Pretty much worked with all year long. That they work with all it's year long. It's not like this team has been up and down like yo-yos and trying different guys. Sorry yeah. to interject, but I think that's important no. too, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I think they've just done an incredible job. There's no there there's no player that's bigger than life or larger okay, than so life I ask on you this, this team in the Does minors. Don Granado, is he looking over his shoulder? And I, I'm well, saying I think that... there's pressure. I think Don Granado is going to feel the pressure. I think, listen, I'm going to tell you, I said this all year. I think Don Granado and his coaching staff have done an insanely good job building a broken a very broken environment, an environment that was so badly torn apart that they had to build it right from scratch. Don Granado did that. He had wounded players, like I mean wounded players from the coaches from years previous. And he built these players up. He built up their 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 mojo and now these these young men are playing at a high level and i think don granado has built an environment where number one nobody came here in buffalo that they only want to play in buffalo do you understand they love buffalo i think don granado has done an unbelievable job the last couple years but he is now at a position where it's not just Still about development, still about that because the team's so young, but it's not just about development anymore. It's about winning hockey games and winning hockey games have now for the first time in a long time become the focus. So if Don Granado cannot get these guys to win hockey games, then he should be looking over his shoulder. Because it's not about it's not about not making the playoffs anymore. For the very first time next year, this team will be in a situation that the standard is to make the playoffs, and anything under isn't that the word is a failure. Yeah, isn't the well? And they've they have they have neglected to say that. I mean, they don't want to say it. Because as a, as they a, don't want pressure on themselves. Kevin Adams doesn't want pressure on themselves. You know, Don Granado and the coaching staff doesn't want pressure, but everybody in this entire environment, I don't care where you are as a Sabres fan, everybody understands, and it doesn't even need to be said, it doesn't need to be said out loud, the standard for this team next year that missed the playoffs by one year, one, one year, one point, one point, sorry, one point. The standard next year is going to be 100 points and it's going to be the playoffs. And anything under that, listen, I understand that there's there's going to be injuries. I understand that. But guess what? Good teams make the playoffs. They get by the injury bug. They There's no excuses, okay? So, you know, it's interesting too, like as you say that, our feed fills up with, with thoughts of, um, you know, with the Panthers now up three nothing in the playoffs, they're like, "Oh, this could have been the Sabers." And I'm just like, "No, no, it. This would never have been the Sabers just because they they missed out by one point and Florida got them. I mean, someone even sent us a picture of Alex Tuck offside against the Florida Panthers. Remember that goal that was called back? Like they went all the way back, found that goal." screenshotted the play and then sent it. And they're like, here's the difference. We'd be in the conference final. I'm thinking, no, no, that's not how it works. Nope. Florida Panthers were a president's trophy team. And then on top of last year, they were, and then on top of it, we don't have players like they do. See Ryan Lomberg last night. Yes. Yes, I, mean, I do. Like, yep. like if, if, if anybody out there, you know, wants to, wants to say that you don't want physical players, look no further than Ryan fucking Lomberg. Yep. By the way, Brooks Kopka was at the game last night wearing a Lomberg jersey, and that made me fall in love with Brooks Kopka again. I mean, that's just how easy I am <laughs> back and forth on such an asshole like Brooks Kopka. But I care less that he won the the PGA. Why I, do you, Why do you like uh, Lomberg so much? Tell me why. 
Well, first and foremost, what does he what does he bring to the Florida Panthers? What is well, he number bring? one? He's a Bartlett hockey guy. So I mean, you know, is he? Right. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. Remember, he was on our show. Yep. Yep. Came on our, our old show. I love his long shot story. If you go back and read his story, he's got a phenomenal story about how he ended up making it to the NHL. Uh, phenomenal story about his parents following him around, you know, when he first got called up going game to game, but then just inserting himself in the lineup and, and making a difference, finding a way to be a difference maker on a team. I mean, he's not the most skilled guy. He can fly. He's physical. He's so driven. He's passionate. He wants to win. And I think he loves his role. And I, I just love this player. I I, I love this yeah. type of 12 player. goals this year. He had 12 goals playing on the fourth line. If you would ask 12 me, goals, 20 points me. in 88 penalty minutes. He is a fire plug. He had 12 he goals. Is, did you see last night no when there was uh, there was uh, Matthew Kachuk was uh, verbally jousting by the benches and Kachuk steps onto the bench and right away Lomberg is up and he is barking at the Carolina bench, taking away the limelight, which is from Matthew Kachuk because Matthew Kachuk's got to play. He, he can only do so much verbal jousting. Then he's got to take a, ste- uh, a, a deep breath, relax. And right away, Lomberg is all over the Carolina bench. Name me one time this entire season that you saw someone do that for, for the Sabres. Well, and the difference is, though, well, Jeff Skinner. With That's the, true. That's true. Skinzy, I mean, yeah, okay. Skinzy, we'll give it to him. He's got a mouth on him. The, the only difference is one's a Chihuahua and one's a Pitbull. And yeah, okay. That's the yeah, difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just. Go there and chop his legs off. Leave, leave Skinner. Leave Skinner. Like, listen. I mean, when Jeff Skinner is playing his best hockey, is when he's the biggest d bag of all time. He's just a piece of shit on the ice. He's irritating guys. Guys want to kill Jeff Skinner. That's when he's playing his best. All right. Sorry for chopping his legs off, but the fact of the matter is that when Ryan Lomberg stands up and and starts you know, yelling at the Carolina Hurricanes bench, they actually take him seriously. How's that? Yeah, that's true. Okay. That's true. Ryan Lomberg will uh, fight anybody, fight anybody in the league. Not only it, it, fighting is just, it's so irrelevant right now, but there's a big difference well, that's the of, edge. of this. It's the edge and that he will fight. It's not yeah. that you have to fight. It's there's players that actually will fight. And will drop the gloves. And that makes half this league terrified. Why say something to anybody if you think there's a chance they're going to react? Don't. And that's the kind of guy you need. That's why I love it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Ryan Lomberg. Yeah. Um, and he only makes 800 grand. 800 grand. 12 goals. I didn't know he had 12 goals. If you had asked me how many goals he had, yeah. I would have said seven or eight. Yeah. Right? I he's knew he he's been, like I know, uh, I know he can get, you know, six, seven, eight goals like a DeLaurier can. But he's more effective, I think, than a DeLaurier, to be quite honest with you. I love DeLaurier. You know I love DeLaurier. But as an all-around player, I think a guy like Lomberg is is a more effective player. Yeah. Let me and ask you this question. He's making eight hundred thousand bucks. Jack Quinn making a million five. Peyton Krebs. Million. Jack Quinn, Peyton Krebs, Paterka, 
cousins, all just kids. They're all under the age of 22. They're, they're already in the lineup. How many of Coolidge, Oslin, Savoy, Isaac Rosen, Brett Murray, Lucas uh, Rusick, Sean Malone, how many are there any of these players have an opportunity to crack the lineup next year? Uh, Sean Malone. Do you just find that there are so many players in the Sabres lineup or slash organization right now? I mean, there's some teams that are bleeding right now because they don't have any draft picks, like none, like the Toronto Maple Leafs for the next three years. They've traded away all their prospects. They have no draft picks. And we're sitting here right now with all of our draft picks, all of our first round picks in the next three years. And then you have this massive influx of young players that can play in this league. Where is Coolidge, Oslin, Savoy, Isaac Rosen? These are the last four first round draft picks in the last two years. But where does Brett Murray, who had a very, very good season in the minors, where does Lucas uh, Rusick fit? I think he was the leading point producer, if I'm not mistaken, uh, for Rochester this year. Sean Malone, if you want a third-line center that can actually kill penalties, or a fourth-line center that can actually kill penalties, he has played insanely well. He's you know, 28 Sean Malone, years old. Sean Malone's. Uh, I, I'm surprised he hasn't had more of an opportunity in the NHL. To be honest with you, I I, I really am. I mean, I, I if I, you're looking for a player with a specific skill set, he is an incredible buddy, penalty he killer. Could, I, I mean, he's a he's a if, great if you were to say to me right now. If you were to say to me right now, we are going to keep Sean Malone next year as the fourth line centerman on the Buffalo Sabres and pay him seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars yes. a year. Yes. And we just had a fourth liner that made two point two. I'm saying sign me up. Sign me up. Sean Malone can kill penalties. Sean Malone is a defensive type player. He's not big, but he has heart and he can play the game. He's a smart player. He has to be smart. He went to fucking Harvard. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> yeah, so have it. Why why habit, wouldn't he be a, habit, a guy? Habit, wouldn't, bah. wouldn't he be a guy that you would think might have put himself in a position to win a job for next year? Uh, one, one benefit he has is the fact that he is going to be, and I don't think he would be offended to hear this, but he would be very cheap labor for the team. Well, you're going to pay him minimum. You're going to pay him seven fifty. But he's not is, getting a dime is, over seven fifty. Well, is the give... league minimum seven hundred? Because I he's going to get seven hundred. I think okay, I said let's just say he gets seven fifty on a one way deal. He's not on a one way deal right now. He has a minor league salary and he has an NHL salary. He never got called up to the NHL. He just played in the minors. So where, is, so where are you going with this? Because we were talking about Lomberg and and now we're because are you, are because you now you're looking line? at like there needs to be some change in the Buffalo lineup. Well, you need a fourth line with with an identity. I'm it's sorry. It's not even fourth me. line, PD. I'm talking about there is so many players right now currently. Where are they all going to fit? If I were to tell you right now that we could trade JJ Paterka and a second round draft pick for Connor Hellebuck. And then I don't even know if this is even so ludicrous or or if it's even in the ballpark. But would you do it? Yes. I won't trade Quinn in a second, but I'll trade Paterka in a second. All right. I don't know why. I I do. I mean, I think, I think I you're. I, I think you'd have to trade even more than that. Okay, but but Quinn's going to be a goal scorer. I think we can see that potential in him. I know, but I mean, you say Quinn's going to be a goal scorer, but JJ Paterka, his his point totals were were very similar to Quinn and he's a year younger. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So 
it's like when you when you look at Quinn this year had 14 goals and 37 points. JJ Paterka had 12 goals and 32 points. And he's a year younger. <laughs> I mean, where is where is Yari Kulich going to fit in? Where is Matt Savoy going to fit in? To this, to this li- lineup, we haven't even talked about. Uh, I know, Bob but Oslin, then and I, the sixteenth overall pick. We haven't talked about Isaac. Think, Craig. Here's here's the thing. Here here's in in my opinion. Here, they shouldn't. If all these players are still a part of this organization next summer, then I think there's been a complete missed opportunity. But then again, I mean, it's not easy to make trades. It's not easy to convince free agents to come to a team that's missed the playoffs for 12 years and a small market team. That this this It's easy to draw free agents here when the team is good. And the team is just not good enough yet. They're getting good, and everyone's looking at them from the outside saying, okay, they're drawing a lot of attention and they're catching some eyes. But they haven't. They haven't gained any respect, or they've gained respect, but they haven't. They haven't earned all the respect. They're not a playoff team. There, there was respect so, gained by, um, by first and foremost, Tage Thompson blowing things out of the water for the very first time in a very, very long time for for a Buffalo Sabers. Put this team on the player. map. Put this team on the map. Forty-seven goals, ninety-four points. Tage Thompson is an elite player in this game the way he played last year and he put that logo that buffalo sabers logo on the map that being said this team this team's pretty damn good hockey team this team is a playoff hockey team with a couple minor tweaks for next year one has to be a goaltender and if you think that i, I don't know how how good devin levi is going to be I don't know if he could be a top 15 goaltender in the NHL. I don't know. There's 32 teams in the league and each team, each team has kind of like a number one. Some teams don't have a number one. They have two players, two goaltenders that, that split for uh, 50, 50 in games. Okay. Devin Levi, where does he fit in amongst all the elite goaltenders in the game today? I can tell you this. He may never, and I say never, get to the level of Connor Hellbuck. Okay? Connor Hellbuck is a true stud. All I'm trying to say is, there, what are we? What are you supposed to do with all of these players? Like, the reason why Make Sabres your team have better, sucked. Man. Listen, the reason why Sabres have sucked for 10 years is to be in this situation right now. Because not only do you have a, the youngest team in the league with a, an insane amount of studs, you also have an entire group of first-round draft picks, Coolidge, Oslin, Savoy, Rosen. You have Lucas Rusick that, that was the, the, the top, top point producer in the minors. You have Brett Murray, who's you know, 6'5", 235 pounds. He can actually add offense he's actually a player he's he had 50 points this year pd 50 yeah. points but he's also he's also can punch the lights out of, of of guys like there has to be a time when kevin adams and his management group say we need to make this team better and what is that where are they going to make this team better because they have a a ton of draft picks and they have a ton of 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 picks that they've already picked and they're, they're, it's so deep right now so to sit there and say you could go and trade JJ Paterka who could be an incredible hockey player and will be an incredible hockey player and a second rounder and a, and a third rounder for maybe a defenseman, for maybe a goaltender, who knows, but this team needs to get better because they're at the point right now where they have so much in the pipeline, they're not all, all going to be able to play. 
All right, I'm gonna I'm going to transition to a defenseman conversation, but I'm gonna do it by throwing out a fantasy trade. If somehow the Sabres were to do a deal with Winnipeg for whatever reason, because it always seems like the Sabres and Winnipeg are talking every time there's a trade rumor, even before Kevin came here, it was always Winnipeg this and always for Risto. I remember they were in on remember Risto and all that. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're going to go and get a guy from Winnipeg and I, you say what you want, I, I mean, I don't really, I don't really care. Um, but I, I, if I'm going to go get a third pair defenseman, I'm going to get Brendan Dillon from the Winnipeg Jets. I think people need to understand what the reason is for that. I think actually, you know what? I and I, I kind of feel like everyone's starting to come around a little bit. I think they're starting to see that that the Sabers are not physical, and you see how teams like Florida are winning their series in Vegas and how they're getting things done. It's not through yeah. skill and, and toe drags and, you know, breakaways and he's on, pass a one, and he's on a one year deal. Okay. He's on a one year deal. I think he makes 3.9. Help me out there. He makes 3.9. Okay. 3.9. The guy's six, four. He's 225 pounds. He will fight anybody in the league. Anybody. He is a defender first. That's it. He is a puck-moving, defending, physical, nasty defenseman. Still get to 20 points. 6'4", 225. What do you have? He had 23 points this year. What? I know. He had 20 last year. He had 19 the year before in 56 games. No he way. Had, he had 22 uh, a few years ago. He had 22 the year before that. Okay, I did not see that coming at he's a, all. He's a he's a two three goal guy a year, but he's going to get you seventeen to twenty assists. He is not out there. He is not out there to score goals. He is not out there to produce points. He is out there to move the puck up the ice. He's out there to be insanely physical. He's out there to keep guys honest in front of his net, in front of his goaltender. Okay, he is that player. He's he's gonna add an element to this team physically, nast nastiness wise. Um, he will fight. He would be a great addition. He's big, he's physical, he's nasty, and it's what the Sabres need. They need guys like this. He's gonna play 15, 17 minutes a night. Because you're going to have Owen Power and you're going to have Rasmus Dahlin that are going to eat minutes next year like crazy because they're just thoroughbred horses that can just skate forever. That's just the way it is. Your third pair defenseman should be a guy that guys know when he's on the ice. If things get nasty, if if the if teams start to take liberties on Erasmus Dahlin or one of these younger players on the forward line, you need to have players that are there. You need to have players that actually make your softer players on your team that may not be that type of player. Make them make them a little stronger, a little tougher, knowing that they, you know, you have their back. You'd be a nice addition. Brendan Dillon's on a one-year deal. One-year deal. I think you. I think it would be a great addition for for the Sabers. Um, transferring to another defenseman, left-hand shot defenseman. Uh, something I think we didn't. I think we were expecting it. I think we already know who's going to win it. But the Calder Trophy uh, nominees came out. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, a week and a half ago, a bit. And Owen Powers on it. And not surprised. Not yeah, surprised. not. I mean, yeah. not not surprised at all. I, I in fact, I I don't expect him to win. No offense, he's no. he had a great rookie season, but I think Matty Beniers has Benier uh, has locked that up in his back pocket, right? Yeah. And and that's okay. But does him being on the Calder ballot do anything for his contract extension negotiation this off season, or is that already? Does the number not change? Uh, I don't. I don't think the number changes. I think that um, you know, Matty Beniers uh, this year he 
he uh, you know at at the age of 20 the same age as is um as Owen Power well, they played had a really nice together. year yeah really nice year 24 goals 57 points in this league is pretty pretty damn impressive uh Owen Power in himself 35 points this year logged a ton of minutes the most minutes for any rookie um at times Owen Power Owen Power to me is something he he's he's a special he he really is a special hockey player i don't think that we've even we're not even close to where this kid's going to be i think that his upside is completely through the roof and it's and it's going to come by just understanding the league a little bit more it's going to come with his maturity it's not really going to come he's not going to get bigger he's not going to get faster okay He's 20 years old. He's six foot six. He's 220 pounds. But for, for a man that size, his skating, the fluidity of how he moves the pucks, his skill level is completely off the chart. I have not seen a defenseman like him that skates like him because I think like people are going to be like, well, what about Victor Hedman? Yes. Victor Hedman is the, is that style. But I think Owen Power is even more skilled with the puck than Victor Hedman is. I think that Owen Power, his game in the next two, three, four years, oh my Lord, is he is he going to be good? So why? He's going to be good for a decade. So why? Okay. Let me, uh, I don't want to make this an hour-long conversation. I just want to know what is his camp going to be looking for i i I don't care what the sabers are going to want we all know that the sabers and fans and everybody are going to want him on the least amount of money as possible yeah but but tell me what his camp is looking for what's the first offer that i'm hanging up because i'm going to need to process this for a day um if if you're wanting to sign owen power and and we're talking about owen powers now 21 just finished his first year in the league at 20 Owen Power next year is still on a rookie deal. He makes nine hundred twenty-five thousand. He will play that out in his twenty-one, be 21 on year. November twenty-second. At the age of twenty-two, Owen Power is going to want because I'm going to tell you this: if Owen Power and people were laughing their heads off when I said this, you remember this is like four months ago. I said Owen Power is going to score fifty-five points next year, possibly sixty. And people were laughing their head off. People are like, you're crazy. You're crazy. Well, Owen Power in his rookie year had 35 points. Do you not think that he can, with his ability, this team's getting stronger? Owen Power is going to be stronger. He's going to be a 55, 60-point defenseman next year. And if that is the case where his first two years in the league is a 35-point season and a 55-point season, Owen Power is going to want $9 million. He is going to want to be paid elite money. Now, there's a comparable to him that goes back a couple years. You have the Ottawa Senators that had a player. His name is Thomas Shabbat. Big man, beautiful skater, offensive instincts. He ended up signing after three years, after his rookie deal. He signed an eight for eight. What makes you think Owen Power, the number one overall pick, is going to take a dime less than eight for eight? Like, do you think, do you think seven and a half is the right deal? So you're, so what you're saying is Aaron Eckblad. What? So what are Aaron Eckblad, who was the first pick overall, like a gazillion years ago. So tell me why his age came off his entry level deal and signed a seven, five for eight. So tell me why his agency wouldn't ask for a $9 million a year deal. I just said that. I just said to you right now that they're going to be asking for nine for eight. Nine oh, okay. million right. dollars a I year was... for eight years because Owen Power still has to play next year. We're talking again a six six so 220 pounds. 
Why wouldn't you or why would you? Why wouldn't you? I would, I would, uh, for me personally, if he wanted 9 million for eight years, then I would bridge him. I would bridge, I would bridge Owen Powers if he wanted that much money. Why? Um, Is that because you don't want to pay him that much or because you don't think he's earned it or you just don't want him at that cap hit? I mean, why, why have him at 11 million in four years? Like, why not just lock him up now and, Get eight years out of him at nine million. If he's going to be a nine million dollar player next year, why wouldn't you just do that? Um, like that's a great I mean, question. Now, granted, I, I'm going to say this: you have to sign Darlene. Which one do you sign first? I would say you have to sign Darlene first, because if if you give Power nine on this deal, Darlene's going to be like, "Fuck." Let's just that. say hypothetically, you think I'm going to say hypothetically? Kevin Adams throws out another hat. Okay, another rabbit out of the hat. Just pulls another rabbit out of the hat, and Rasmus Dahlin is signing for nine and a half for eight. If that's, that's the case, a rabbit out of the hat. That's a rabbit out of the hat, man. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Like, what do you think Rasmus Dahlin is going to Did I say that? Like, I sounded like I was challenging you. I just oh, meant like, okay. and that's a rabbit out of the hat. Like, nine and a half million for Dahlin is a rabbit out of the fucking hat. Like, that's if 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 you I think if he's going to sign Rasmus Dahlin for nine deal. and a half. That's a rabbit out of the hat. That that is an incredible deal. If you sign him for nine, then you should be you should be. If he signs nine million dollars for eight years, Kevin Adams should have a statue. At the key bank. That's that's. I'm just saying. No, he's not taking nine. Darlene's going to be the highest paid player on the team. He'll he'll be a ten million dollar defenseman as as far as I'm concerned, and what you know where the numbers are and all the comparables and everything else. Rasmus Darlene's going to make can, ten million dollars. He has can to. a player can a player negotiate the C in his contract, kind of like as an unwritten kind no. of thing, like. You don't no, think Darlene that, says to Kevin Adams, I want no, to be the no. captain of this team? No, my God. what? No player in the history of the game gives or, really cares about the captaincy. Like, it, I mean, it... Bullshit. Maybe you didn't, but don't tell me that players don't. Don't I, tell me... Listen, I don't... You're you telling think, me you right think a player now, would go to a GM me? and say, I want to be the captain? Uh, Yeah. I'm not saying Darlene would. I'm just saying, yes, I think it absolutely... You're fucked. Are you kidding me? Oh my god! Only guys that only guys that that ha, that that could possibly say that are the ones that have the relationship with the general manager to the point where they could say that. Yeah. I mean, no. I mean, like, uh, I don't think um, I don't think Jack Quinn's going to to the team saying I want to be the next captain of the Buffalo Sabers. Um. But I think it. I think amongst the leadership group on this team. I think there are players that are probably vying for that, knowing that it's going to be available. Kyle Oposo's got a, he has an expiration date at some, it's, it's, it's in the next two years. Mm -hmm. So these long-term guys. Yeah, Absolutely. You think? Do you think Tage Thompson's going in and having a conversation with uh, Kevin Adams? I didn't saying, say I having want a conversation. No, no. But I think deep down, I think they would. I think there are players that would love to be the captain of this team. Yeah. I think Tage Thompson's probably one of them. Alex Tuck is definitely one of them. I think Rasmus Dahlin is one of them. Uh, I think Dylan Cousins kind of goes about it quietly, but already knows that he has those intangibles. Yeah, he's an outside long shot. He definitely deserves a letter. Don't think he's going to change his game if he gets one or not. Yeah, but yeah, I do. I think there. Are, I think there are definitely. Listen, players I mean, there, that there's are, there's that players that you have to for, understand for letters for sure. Like Jeff Skinner, Jeff Skinner could be a letter. You could have uh, Thompson could be a letter. Jeff Skinner doesn't have... need a letter. Jeff Skinner needs to go out and make sure that he is maximizing okay. every bit of his potential to justify that contract. What about Casey Middlestead? I think there are too many players. That deserve a letter ahead of him, but okay. I don't think that he is not a leader. I think he has. What matured. about uh, Matthias Samuelson? A guy who's been basically a captain his entire life in every situation. Was captain for the World Junior Team. Um, I, you know, 
Craig, Craig, second let me year, some, let me make second year in in D one hockey. He had a it's, letter on his jersey. I love that you uh, by from a coach that doesn't give sophomores letters. That was the going. What was the name That's of the right. coach? There it was the old guy from uh, L.A. Um, I, um, Andy Murray. Andy Murray. Yes. Andy Murray. That's, it. That's Andy a Murray's player for sure. It's 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 <laughs> Andy Murray. Is Andy Murray okay? Um, I'm glad you brought him up. My point to what I'm saying is that I feel like there's a, a lot of potential young leaders on this team. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm going to give you the cliche. So. It's a good problem to have. But, yeah. but, and maybe it's making players act a little more in line. Maybe it's making players work a little bit harder, show up a yeah. little bit earlier, do all those little things that, that people notice leader, real leaders doing. Yeah. You know, Other than not- Kyle Oposo as the captain of this team, where he clearly, clearly is the captain of this team. Okay. Who, do you think Listen. the Sabres know like who that next generation player I think is? There are some obvious choices, but I think there are some dark horses. And I think Dylan Cousins is a fucking captain. I think Matias Samuelson is a captain times 10. What about Rasmus Dahlin? I think Rasmus Dahlin is a captain as well. And I, I, I think this year he has proven that yeah. more than... Ever. Maybe it's because he's had a chance to prove that because it's actually he's kind of been out from underneath everyone else's shadow. Not that he hasn't had the spotlight of his own, but to maybe take a little bit more of a, a bigger voice and yep. a bigger role on the team, so to speak. I yep. guess. Yep. Yep. It's just I'm not talking on the ice. I'm talking yeah. off the ice. Off the, listen, on the ice stuff is is one thing. Like, I would have never in a million goddamn years picked Jack Eichel as a captain. Not in a million years, but he was still the best player on the ice. It was undeniable. Your captain is not your on-ice player. Your captain is your off-ice player. I'm telling you this right now. You have a leadership group that usually drives the force, okay, of your of your play on the ice. Your captain, I believe, is the most important piece off the ice. That's just me. Yeah. All right. And the way I see things. But I'll tell you, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of prospects on this Sabres roster for leadership moving forward. And only time will tell. Okay. And we, you and I, and unfortunately all the fans, and unfortunately the media members that see these guys every day. No one truly knows who will be that captain. Only the inner circle of that group, the GM, the coaching staff, and the players will truly understand who the next captain's going to be. I think it's a bigger decision than we make out to be. Kyle Oposo's easy. It's an he's a and he's the right choice. Yep, he is. But nobody on that team is going to say, "The fuck is he the captain for?" Nobody. But your next decision with a young team, you are going to be. You you could. I'm not saying you could be because that would make it. But it piss off a lot of guys. You could create a divide. Yeah. You could create but if you pick, if you truly pick the right guy, I don't think that there's going to be a divide. Um, no, that's that's what I that's what I'm saying. And you know, and, and players players were, in this when game you were picked. It complete it completely created a divide in the team. <laughs> no, it did. <laughs> me between me and everybody else. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, no, no we we had a good group. We had a really good group of guys. Listen, it's it's an interesting conversation, but it it's. It's one that I mean, do we, it's so premature, but it's not because we're talking about the the next coming years of this team and and this upcoming season is the season that's going to probably determine who will be your next captain because Kyle Oposo, I mean, he'll be back next year, okay, on a cap friendly team deal. Yep. But after that, it's completely unknown. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, I mean, it's going to be fun to watch um, 
but going going back to the conversation about own power, um, I do have a comparable with him. Okay. Um, I, I don't think that you can, you, you know, when you have a player like this that had such an awesome year as a rookie, as a 20-year-old player, I think the comparable for him, you want to get him signed for a contract. Um, and I and I think his number is going to sit somewhere between $7 million a year and eight and a half. I think he's going to be in amongst that range. And when you sit back and you look at what he's accomplished this year as a young defenseman in the minutes that he played, and then you go and look at Thomas Shabbat, who was that young stud in Ottawa after three years, after his three years, his entry-level deal, they signed him to uh, eight for eight. And I think uh, I think Owen Power is going to be right in or around that number. The biggest question mark for a lot me. of money to be paying for two two players when you're when you're already playing a a, a Rasmus Dahlin that the money that he's going to get and then you follow it up with another player that's going to be making um, top end defenseman money. It's a lot of money going to two guys. The pressure's on Darlene. I'm sorry, but the pressure's on Darlene to set the standard for how important winning is. I think his contract will determine. I don't think it... I mean, he's he has the right to earn as much as he wants, but or as much as he can. Yeah. But I think that if if winning is truly important, it will, it will show in this next contract that he signs. Well, I'll I, tell I you think this. So. so something you have to think about too. Um, Rasmus Dahlin has been making some pretty good money, making six million bucks a year. It's not chump change, that's for sure. He's played himself in a in a situation where he should be in the top ten highest paid defenseman. When you look at the top ten highest paid defenseman, it ranges from nine million all the way up to eleven and a half. Eric Carlson, okay. Rasmus Dahlin will funnel into that nine to eleven and a half million dollar range. Where he fits and what he's willing to take, that's what's going to be determined very soon. Um, I think something you have to think about. Paige Thompson went and signed a seven point one four two million dollar deal. Paige Thompson had has the ability or had the ability to wait one year and could have literally be making ten and a half million dollars right now. Agreed? Probably right Dylan there. Dylan Cousins, player that scored 33, 32 goals this year at 68 points, who's a young guy who's going to continue to get better. Dylan Cousins signed a seven point one million dollar deal. I would call that deal. It's it's mind boggling. I call it a, like a, a a cap friendly deal for the team because the next number of years for Dylan Cousins, I think he's going to outplay the seven point one million dollar deal. I think Tage Thompson is going to outplay the seven point one two four million dollar deal. The question is: Is Rasmus Dahlin going to go for bank, or is he going to go? for a really strong contract for himself, but a, a contract that somewhat may help this team financially out to put them in a situation in years to come to be very, very successful. Well, be nice. it'd be nice if uh, players had the Ray Bork mindset. Remember the Ray Bork mindset? Well, Ray Bork screwed a lot of people in this league. It's a Ray Bork mindset, but Ray Bork took in Boston. He undercut himself in every bloody contract and it hurt others around the league. Make make the proper money, the money that yeah. they should have made because Man, you can't, those make, damn, more, you those can't make more than Ray Bork. Those damn morals over money eh? damn you know the the value of winning and just being happy with what you're getting and it's just it's just not enough yeah. anymore because 
everyone else around you. And again, uh, the, the, the dollar, the dollars that Ray Bork's right. making and the dollars that these young, young stud defensemen now are making are completely, completely, completely different. And, uh, you know, listen, Rasmus Dahlin deserves whatever he's going to get. Cause I, think I love the amount of money that that players can make in pro sports. I think it's amazing. Yeah. It's an entertainment industry. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I love the growth entertainment industry but but i cannot stand the greed some of the puppets some of the puppeteers behind the curtain are the ones that that hurt the game the most but that's conversation for another day i do want to just add something though before we get out of here and it's uh it is a few days late but um I would like to just say to one of our loyal listeners, uh, Ron Smith, that we are very sorry to hear about your father. Uh, yeah. He passed away um, last week. Uh, Ron said that uh, his father was an avid listener and followed us uh, all the way from the start to now. And he mentioned that, and we're very sorry for your loss, Ron. This episode is dedicated to your father. Thanks for listening. That's a wrap on another episode of After the Whistle. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, After the Whistle, and at Craig Revee 52 at the Instigator76. And you can find us, as you already know, on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, and anywhere else where you can get your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to spread the word.